This is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. I'm Kristen, and I'm here today with Sammy. And also, we have Alex joining us to talk about psychological astrology. This is something that I'm definitely interested in. I've worked into some of my sessions in the past and definitely read a lot about. And I love that Alex brings it into her work as well um, and has a great wealth of uh, knowledge in the area, too. And so we wanted to just bring you on, Alex, and hear from you a little bit about how you work with this and, but can you start maybe um, just telling us a little bit about you, like a little intro in case anybody hasn't met you, doesn't know you yet. Yeah. Hi. Um, so happy to be here. Happy to be the first person on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm Alex, like Kristen said, and I am a therapist here at Holistic Heart. Um, I have been studying astrology for a little over a year now, a year, year and a half. I got a birth chart reading, which some people may have heard of before. Um, And ever since then, I just kind of dove deep down a rabbit hole into figuring it out more and learning how to bring it into my sessions with um, my clients. Mm. Love that. Yes. Very good. I'm so excited about this episode because I I have heard a lot about astrology from Kristen and Kara talks about it. And I really don't know much about it beyond like what my sign is. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like so curious around, um, not just astrology in general, but like how it shows up in the psychological realm of things and like what that really looks like. So maybe just starting off kind of, um, and perhaps it could be helpful to kind of go based off of like your interest and how that started for you, but kind of what, what that means, what does astrology mean, especially when it comes to psychology? Yeah, awesome. Astrology, I feel like people can use astrology in so many different ways. And I feel like modern astrology really focuses on like the psychological aspect of it Mm. as like it shows us different parts of our personality. I think we all know that we have like different parts of our personality, how we interact with each other and the world around us. Um, Some people can be more like active and a go-getter and ready to just figure it out and do it. And other people are more receptive and intuitive and let things kind of come to them and process internally Um, and everything kind of in between. And I think astrology can help us a like validate who we are um, Mm -hmm. and like, Oh, okay. This, you know, sign or placement um, or whatever it might be like validates how I show up in the world And also it can act as a tool to help us kind of come into ourselves a little bit more. You know, we can say, hey, I really struggle with this aspect of my life, say relationships. And there's specific planets and signs and places on our something called a birth chart um, that we can look into that says, okay, this is how maybe you naturally gravitate towards Mm -hmm. being in a relationship. Um, How do we use this to really highlight um, how your soul wants to show up in relation to other people. Mm. Um, so I think that's kind of how, how I use it in working with people. It's, it's a tool to really come into yourself and meet yourself at the like highest expression of who you are. Mm. Ooh, I love this so much already. Yes. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> I really do. And I love that idea. I, I definitely... Uh, it resonates with me, this concept that we all have a nature to us, right? And that understanding our nature um, and what makes us who we are and, and ways that we're maybe more or less inclined to uh, show up in the world or show up um, to the different experiences that we're having. And I love that you said like how your soul wants to express. And I just think it's like this really beautiful way to think about um 
how self-awareness and self-knowledge and understanding can really benefit us in the way that we walk in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I just wanted to add there too, Kristen, and I, I talk to my clients a lot about this and everything that we aspire to be and we want to be and we're hoping to be is already inside of us. Um, and I think that our birth chart is just like a a tool again to kind of show us, wow, okay, here is this piece of me or here is how this piece of me wants to be expressed. Like I can feel that, that energetic pull towards that. Um, so we can look at that and say like, Ooh, I see this piece over here might be causing a little bit of a block, um, to my highest expression of this other part. So how do we work with both of those to, to get us to where we are, because it's, it's all inside of us already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. When I've heard you say <clears throat> birth chart quite a few times, and I know I hear like sun and moon and planets. So I'm wondering if you could maybe clarify what that means and, and how um, it plays a role in everything that you're talking about right now. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Um, so a birth chart is essentially um like a screenshot kind of of the sky when you first took your first breath. Um, It's exactly where all the stars were, all the planets were the second that you were born. Um, Mm. And that is kind of, I've heard it described as like the blueprint to our soul. Um, So we have both this kind of like soul expression and like the psychological personality expression to it. Mm. Um, But the blueprint of our soul, it's like, this is the energy that we got, you know, from the cosmos. Um, And it's supposed to help us in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially what the birth chart is. (laughs) Um, And in the birth chart, we have a lot of different pieces. So it looks like a wheel. Um, It's a circle and it's cut up into 12 different like pieces of pie. Um, And there's the planets, like you mentioned, like Mercury and Venus and the moon and the sun. Um, And there's also the signs. Everyone's birth chart has all of the zodiac signs like Aries or Taurus or Libra Um, and then the pieces of pie are called houses and the houses represent the different aspects of our life so to kind of like put it all together and make it make sense I like to use the analogy of like a play Um, so (laughs) I think the planets are like the different characters right so you have like I don't know It could be mom, dad. It could be the one who always gets in the way or whatever it is. Um, And then the sign is how that character expresses itself. What kind of personality does it have? How does it go about doing what it's doing? And then the house that it's in is kind of like the scene. Where is this being played out? Is this character in our home a lot? Is it in our relationships? Is it at work? Um, so different things like that. So I hope that that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've never heard it explained like that. That's really cool. <clears throat> yeah, it makes it so clear, actually. I think that's a great way of explaining it. And I, I want so badly to dive into some of the different aspects of what you're saying, but before I do that, um, do you have any guidance, Alex, on if someone listening is interested in like how they find their birth chart or how do they, um, get that information? Do you have any like sites or anything that you like to use or would recommend how they go about like getting this information for themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would recommend, so you can like generate um, a birth chart for yourself online for free at astroseek.com. So astro and seek, S-E-E-K.com. And it will do it for you. You do need your birthday, um, where you were born and the time that you were born. Um, that's really important. And when you see the chart at first, it's very overwhelming because it's, there's all these lines in the middle and that's basically like how our characters are interacting with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that site is really cool because you'll be able to tell at least like which planet is in which sign, and then you can Google it. Um, I think that there's a lot, a lot of information out there. So definitely use your intuition too. Um, astrology is never meant to scare you or deter you or put you in a box. It's always meant to help you grow, um, again, like into that fullest expression of yourself. So just be, 
wary of that. Um, and one other thing I like to use as an app, it's, um, well, I know people use the app CoStar, but there's also the Chani app. It's C-H-A-N-I. And that one's really insightful as well. Mm. Chani Nichols, right? Like the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I also use um, the app Time Passages, which I actually really like. It it has like a separate screen that tells you each one of your, like where each planet is, what house, and like has a description inside the, uh, it's nice if you feel like you can't read it on the chart itself, then it has like a separate sort of uh, write up for what what's where. <laughs> so that way you can mm. see it kind of easily. Some of the others that you mentioned might also do that, but yeah. yeah. Well, and I feel like that description was like, I have, I've had my birth chart. I've, I've seen my birth chart. I haven't really had it read before. And you're right. When you look at it, it's like, what is this mess of lines and circles and everything? But in the way that you describe that, I'm already just so curious around how, how this can really be like you were saying, like a portal into understanding yourself. Yeah. And I think what's cool is that like astrology I feel like the practice of astrology uses a lot of um, like archetypes. And I know that you guys have mentioned this on the podcast before a lot in the previous episode on Mm -hmm. shadow work. Um, Maybe not a lot, but some (laughs) Um, about like different archetypes that we all kind of adhere to. And whether that be the, I don't know, Kristen, you're the archetype guru, but like the nurturer or the warrior or protector um, and things like that in the planets can kind of show us what that part of us is like. So, okay. Can I give an example? (laughs) So like um, the planet Mars, right? Mars is a representation of aggression, our will, how we, our drive, how we go about things. It's pretty instinctual. It's like, okay, let's get this done. Like I have this drive, let's go for it. Um, So we have like that kind of archetype of like the warrior, the fighter, I'm going after this thing. And if you have it in a sign that is very, I don't know, like, like nurturing. So then you have that archetype too, right? So say you have Mars in the sign of cancer um, and cancer is very soft and nurturing and receptive. You think of, um, yeah, I'll go to something else later. <laughs> but so then you have those two archetypes paired together and that can either cause some some um, tension within yourself of like, wow, I just have this kind of drive to go, go, go that we all do, but I do it in a more gentle way. So sometimes I might have trouble sticking up for myself because the cancer might be like, whoa, Mars, like we got to slow it down. Um, so working with that is like, hey, I really want to stand up for myself. And I do have this Mars placement like everyone does. So how do I evolve this expression into something that's going to serve me? And that can be something like, well, cancer is associated with emotion. So if I feel emotional towards something, I'm going to go for it. You know, I'm going to use that Mars energy, but I'm going to be driven towards emotion, um, driven by my emotions, if that makes sense. That's such a great example. And I think it really helps bring some of like the concepts to life. So I think it's so helpful to hear like, how can these things show up? I have a question for you, Alex, around like psychology and the, um, the Zodiac, I think. And I know that the houses go in a certain order, but my understanding is that Um, there's a little bit of overlap of even psychological development and the zodiac signs like that Aries as the first sign starts off with like um, like the initial development of the self all the way to you know Pisces being the 12th sign the last sign um, being more like you know sort of spiritual development kind of that um, highest level of self and then back around again is that accurate (laughs) accurate understanding and and does that like is that part of how it overlaps with the psychological use in any way yeah absolutely um that's a really good point because there are just so many different like wonderful things that the birth chart can show us and that's one of them is um it can be used in tandem with like developmental psychology like you're saying so if you look at your birth chart and you see like a cluster of 
activity in one area, say it's that first quadrant of the chart. Um, and the first quadrant is kind of at like, if you're looking at a clock, it's between six and nine. Um, and so if you have a lot of activity down there, your soul's purpose, you know, in this life would be more gravitated towards self-development. Um, who am I, my identity, what do I want to do? Um, also you get into like, um, kind of like family, who am I in family too? Whereas if you had a cluster, maybe in like the upper part of the chart. So at like noon, maybe your focus in this lifetime is more, career oriented and outward facing. I should be in the public more. Um, especially if you have planets that support that, like Jupiter is like luck and expansion and things like that. So like, you're going to do really well in like, I don't know, podcasting, writing a book, like <laughs> acting, whatever it might be. Um, so, so yeah, those are definitely things to kind of look at to develop mentally wise. Um, there's also, I'm thinking of like the psychology part of it too. And I've been really doing a lot of research on the elements. Um, so each, each sign has a specific element. Um, and if we have more planets in certain signs with specific elements, then we're, we're going to be more that energy. So I have a lot of planets in the air sign. So I'm very much so like, I think about a lot of things. I'm up in my head. You think about air and it's a lot of just like, wow, I'm in my head. I have a lot of ideas. I can like talk really fast. Um, whereas if someone has a lot of energy in like earth signs, you're more grounded. You're more rooted. You, um, it can be like the opposite, I guess, like the shadowy <laughs> expression of that. And I hope I'm not using that wrong. Um, but maybe the unbalanced expression of that would be kind of like stuck in the mud a little bit, like can't really get things going. Um, so that's how you can use it. I think psychologically too, is that, okay, wow, I have a lot of earth and I'm feeling really stuck. What other, how do we balance this earth out? Um, and things like that. So I feel like the elements are a big key that we can all look at and, and learn from too. Yeah. Well, I could see how just in terms of like, insight development, understanding the example where it's like, you could feel, maybe you're feeling really grounded or, oh, or am I feeling stuck? Am I feeling like I'm having a hard time moving forward? And so it's something where it's like, it can be so based upon your own interpretation for where you are throughout your life too. It seems like this can be ever evolving. Yes. Yeah. And I love that you said that too, because, you know, it is, I guess like this, the soul aspect of it is that we are like the birth chart isn't just who we are, it's who we're becoming. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that you said that. It's like, and it helps us be like an active participant in our evolution, you know, because if not, we're just evolving like naturally mm -hmm. and cool. And yeah, we have free will and we do certain things that we gravitate towards. But I think the birth chart is like, oh, okay. Like if I hone in here, this is how I can be an active part. This is how I can express my free will in my soul's evolution. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I've heard just like throughout life, people kind of either like, oh, really gravitating, get, gravitating, excuse me, toward um, what I believe is your sun sign, typically what your, what your sign is. And I, I've heard a lot of people saying like, oh, I don't really resonate or I don't feel aligned with that. But what I'm hearing for you is like, it can really just point different things out to lean into in different ways and to create that insight. But I also know that there are two other signs that typically are, um, talked about more so than maybe some of the other planetary ones. I may also sound like I don't know what I'm talking about at all because I don't really. Um, but um, but I think it's like the moon and rising or ascending. So I'm curious, truly, from my own curiosity, if you could like expand upon that a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And you're totally right. You hit the nail on the head with that. There are people talk about it. They call it the big three. Um, yes. The sun, the moon and the rising. Um, our rising is, I guess I'll just kind of briefly describe what each one is. And our rising, I technically is the sign that was coming up over the horizon when you were born. Um, so on your birthday and that sign is indicative of how we meet the world, how we greet the world. Um, and also how 
people greet us when they first meet us. People describe the ascendant. So the rising sign is also called the ascendant um, or the ascending sign. And they say it's like the mask that we wear. So if someone first meets me, they might see my rising sign, you know, my rising sign is Taurus. So they might see someone who's kind of like practical and grounded and just like kind of in the material world a little bit. Um, But then the sun sign represents our personality. So when you really get to know me, then the sun sign kind of comes out a little bit more. Um, The sun sign is our ego um, and not in like, I know that you guys mentioned this in the last episode of the ego kind of gets villainized a little bit and the ego is nothing bad, you know, at all. Um, Our ego is just kind of like our personality and it's, our ego is kind of like how I think we express our soul a little bit. And that's what the sun sign is. Um, It's our drive. It's our willpower. It's what we're going towards. Um, And then our moon is our inner world our emotions, our subconscious, even our, um, kind of like someone described to me once our moon sign is who we are when we come home from work at the end of the day and we like kick off our shoes and just like plop down. It's like, Oh, it's my environment. You know, it's my environment. It's my cozy space. Like that's my moon sign. That's everyone's moon sign. Um, and just to add, well, actually, let me give you another little analogy because um, <laughs> I think it's helpful. I think it's helpful. Oh, to understand. oh yeah. Um, I've heard that the, okay, I want to get it right. The sun sign is where we're going in life. And the rising sign is the road, the path that we're on that gets us there. And then the moon sign is the vehicle that we're in. It's like keeping us safe. It's where we have all of our thoughts and just kind of like protecting us. Um, so I think that that's a really cool way to kind of like yeah. differentiate it. Um, I like a small variation of that, Alex, but it's yeah. very, very similar of like, um, like the moon is like who we've been, like almost like if you believe in past lifetimes, like the experience that you're bringing with you to this world and the sun sign is where you're headed, like what you're becoming through this incarnation and then the um, ascendant or the rising being like the path to get there. It sounds really similar to what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my dog wants to add his two cents. <laughs> but yes, exactly. And I love the idea of like the ascendant being the path because I think our ascendant can be like an anchor in a lot of things too. And if people are struggling, well, how do I get here? You know, how do I, how do I fulfill my soul purpose, which is my sun sign? Um it's like, okay, well, like, let's look at your rising sign then. And what is this, how are you able to navigate certain situations? You might be trying to navigate it. Sorry. <laughs> From a different... You might be trying to navigate it a certain way and keep on, like, meeting a wall. But then once we are, like, familiarize ourselves with our rising sign, we can be like, ah, oh, this is much easier <laughs> if we just mm-hmm. go about it this way. Mm-hmm. Um I love that, like as practical application, because I think the idea of astrology and the Zodiac and all of it can be so abstract feeling and you're just making it so um, applicable to like, oh, how does it like, why is it even helpful to know this? And like, how does it benefit us to know this? So I love the examples you're giving, Alex. It's super helpful. I oh, think yeah. like illustrating it. Yes. I was going to say the analogies are so helpful because I think it is, it can look at it and like, why, like, what's the point? I don't understand, but it can feel like it's so convoluted, but the way that you're describing it, it really makes so much sense. And I was just having like a personal experience when you were describing that because I have, um, had a hard time and like, I've experienced a lot of resistance leaning into my, um, my son sign, I'm a Leo. And so, and time and time again, I'm seeing that that's certainly something that I'm like being pulled towards, but when you look at it through that perspective, it makes so much more sense. And I, again, like when you're able to, it's like seeing into yourself from another, in another way, like from another perspective. And it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It. it can, it can be so hard to, to come into our signs, you know, and our placement, mm-hmm. things like that. And that's why it is the becoming of things, you know, and the learning of, of certain things. And I think 
yeah, I'm stopping myself from diving into the Leo sunset. <laughs> I think it's okay to do like a little bit if you yeah. have any thoughts for Sammy that I think that's because maybe someone's a Leo that's listening or they love someone that's a Leo. So if you have any thoughts for us, Alice, you can, I think any examples, right? And we don't have to use just any of ours, but um, I think it's helpful because somebody listening will have that sign too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, and I think, like the, the Leo energy is like, so just like ex- it's expressive. And I know you do expressive arts, which is like so cool. Cause you are like already <laughs> living more in alignment with it than you might think. Um, and, and I think too, Leo sometimes can get like a bad rap cause it's like, Oh, I have to be the center, like in the spotlight right. you know, all the time and things like that. And I think it's, it's defining what that means to you. And it's like using your other, placements to help balance that out because you might have a placement in another section that's like oh my gosh like I do not want to be the center at all like that is not my jam you know yes I do know (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting called out two two episodes in a row (laughs) (laughs) and I think it's we want to I heard it described as someone who was explaining like psychological astrology And he almost described it as like, I think the term he used was time sharing. Like if you have, so say you do have another placement that might represent like, no, I'm good. Like I'm good. Just kind of like doing my own thing. I don't need to have the spotlight on me. We want to be able to acknowledge both parts of ourselves, you know? So how, however, um, expressing yourself feels naturally to you, um, is important. And then like, almost that part of you that's like tugging at you that's like oh my gosh no like don't like I'm good in inside my own little like shell or whatever it might be um we want to kind of look at that side and be like yes like I see you I see you and I promise I'm not going to step into the spotlight all of the time because I know you have these other needs and I know and I don't I'm not saying that this is you but I know you can say to this part um I know that we need to like be by ourselves and that's how we recharge. And so I'm going to timeshare with you. I'm going to timeshare with this part of you and acknowledge that you're here and say, I will get your needs met by stepping out of the spotlight in the winter, you know, or at this time of day or when I'm doing this thing. Um, yes. That's kind of how to like work with the whole picture. I love that timesharing piece. That's so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, this is so helpful too, because I think, um, I know I'm not alone and I've heard people like, oh, I don't resonate with the sun sign. So I just don't believe in this. It's not real. Mm-hmm. And being able to look at it from another perspective and understand there's so much more depth to it than that um, is, it just creates so much clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing too, that you just reminded me that I had wanted to mention is I do hear a lot of people saying that, um, and it's, there's so much, like you said. Um, but also this thing that I learned recently is that, um, we can either have a day chart or a night chart. Um, so, right. So if we're looking at our birth chart and our sun is above the horizon line. So from, if you're looking at the clock again, so from nine to three, that's the horizon line. And if your sun is above it, you have a day chart. So you are probably more likely to um, feel more like your sun sign. Mm. Now, if it's below that line, you're probably going to resonate a little bit more with your moon sign. Um, You're going to be more receptive, more of that feminine energy, more emotional, um, more watery, kind of like flowy, things like that. So some people say like, ah, my sun sign, not really. Um, And maybe that's why. Um, because maybe their moon sign speaks a little bit more toward to their soul. Sure. I've never heard that. That's really interesting. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And that's something that people can easily take a peek at, like on the charts, maybe the sun sign is like a circle with a dot in it. So look for that. (laughs) I also love how talking about this is like illuminating, like further illuminating the complexity of the human experience, right? And how, like you're talking, Alex, about how we're embodying different energies all the time and different parts of ourselves need to honor those energies at different times. And it doesn't mean that we're contrary to ourselves or that one thing is right or wrong for us, but that there's 
you know, a time for us to express this energy and, and honor that part of ourselves and another time to be in an, another aspect of self. And I love that um, astrology is this tool to understand what those aspects of self may be and, and how to work with them and support them. Um, so I just so deeply appreciate all the things that you're sharing. I think it's really uh enriching to like flesh it out and understand like just another way to understand ourselves. I think it's Mm -hmm. such a valuable tool in that way. I'm so torn about like where to go next because we're actually, um, we're pretty far in our time and I'm like wanting to ask you a million more questions. So I'm trying to think of what um, someone listening might, might take away from this as like a, I don't know, like maybe like a little snippet. So I'm not sure, maybe even, so here are some some things that are going through my mind, either talking about some of the symbolism of the different planets, like the archetypes that that they represent. I like, I know that I've heard um, astrology referred to as like the human experience painted on the stars. And, you know, like this idea that it's representative of the archetypes that live in us and our own uh, opportunities for expression. So hearing maybe which, you know, we heard a little bit about Mars and like what that is aligned with. And I don't know if that would be helpful um, or exciting or or like a place of curiosity, or maybe I'm thinking the Zodiac signs, like a couple of words about each sign. If you know, like um, my, maybe you look up your sun, moon and rising after this. and, And so we hear like a couple words about each sign that someone could sort of take away. It's just like a Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't realize that that's what I was working toward as my sun sign or so I don't know which of those feels uh, more resonant for you or Sammy, if you have any thoughts as someone fairly new to it of like what would feel most, uh, most helpful to you. But those are just a couple of ideas I'm having. Sure. Well, it sounds like we have lots of ideas for future conversations that we could have too. (laughs) Um, But I think the last piece that you had mentioned in terms of, cause I think those tend to be in terms of like, if it were a listener um, were to go and look up their chart, those tend to be the, the top three that you can also continue to get more information around. So maybe Alex, like some points around like things to look for or continue to kind of lean into once you have those identified. Do you have like the placements? I like the sun, moon, rising. Yes. Yep. Yep. The big yeah. three. Is that what you call them? Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think, right. Like that last part that you were describing, Kristen, I feel like would be helpful in, in someone exploring their big three. Um, and to like knowing that they're like the signs, right? So that's again, how we express ourselves. Um, so like the, the character in the play, what's their personality like? Um, and, and again, in our charts, we all have every single sign, like every single sign we all have. <laughs> so the same sentence, just backwards. Um, even if like there's an open, a lot of people will see like an open house. So like no activity in one of the slices of pies. Um, you still have that sign in inside of you. So I think, I don't know, like, would it be helpful just to like go through the exam examples of like a couple signs? Yeah. I guess sure. so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And Kristen, like add anything too. And Sammy, if you've heard any like stigmas, I feel like stigmas come up a lot about certain signs. Like I know Capricorn gets a really bad rap um, and Capricorn is such Capricorn's actually a feminine sign. And I feel like if anyone's listening that has a Capricorn sign, they probably get like the rap of like, oh, like you're, you know, like too stubborn or too hardworking or always focus on the goal and can't whatever. But that's not like true at all. And I don't know kind of how that formed, but I think to kind of, I guess, break a sign down, like Capricorn is feminine, right? So feminine's more like receptive and they are more a a little bit more like intuitive and the feminine masculine thing isn't like male female it's just like the energy or you could say um like yin and yang Mm -hmm. Uh, so the capricorn feminine it's an earth sign so a little bit more grounded a little sturdy um it's a pretty evolved earth sign so they are so good at building foundations 
they're so good at like putting their nose to the grindstone and building foundations, but they have that receptive energy where they can, they can take other people's input and really like process it and take a bunch of people's ideas and put it all together to create this sturdy, sturdy foundation that will last like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on what house <laughs> you have that in, that can show where you're putting that energy. So mm-hmm. if it's a house kind of on the bottom of our chart by 6 p.m., that's maybe you're going to put that energy in a family or something like that. Building sturdy foundation and roots for your family. Um, if it's up above, like in, at 12 o'clock, it's maybe building a foundation in work, um, a foundation that can get passed down over and over again, a foundation that you might have to tidy up every once in a while, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to last mm-hmm. because you took the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... There are like those, and I hate, I don't want to use the word shadow and like not the correct way. No, it's right. Uh, it's right. Cause it's like the, like the, like alternative aspects, right? Like, so it's like in its like highest expression and then maybe it's like lesser expressions, right? Like, so I think uh, and you said unbalanced before, I think also accurate. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And you can tell like, if someone might be like, yeah, like I'm a Capricorn and I'm like, no, it's the grindstone. I'm not like listening to anyone else because I think, you know, my ideas are the best and I just got to build this and I got to create something because that's what I'm here to do. That might be like a lesser expression. So we might need to like draw on other energies to help balance that out because, because inside that person, they already have the innate gift to express that. So like wholly and to like Mm -hmm. get them to exactly where they need to go. So that might be if someone's like expressing that to you, like this is like how they go about things. You can say, okay, this is the highest expression of Capricorn. So let's, how do we work here? Mm-hmm. Um, work here. I've heard that referred to as like the higher octaves, right? And that makes me think of um, Sammy, your like favorite symbol of the spiral of like that spiraling up. It's like, oh, okay. So when we're first, learning to be in our Capricorn energy in the example that you're giving, like maybe it does look like stubbornness and rigidity and like a lot of structure. And maybe as we grow and evolve in that space, it becomes like we get to embrace the receptivity aspect of it. And, and the foundation expands because of that. And the sturdiness deepens because of that. And then we go up to a higher expression. Like I'm making a spiral with my hand <laughs> as I'm talking about this, but it like sort of gives me that uh, mental imagery as you're talking Alex, I just wanted to share it in case uh, it's helpful for anyone else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And and I think too, if we can just, we can work with these parts of ourselves. Like, I don't want to hone in on the Capricorn thing, but while we're here, um, <laughs> you can ask it, ask that part of yourself, I guess. Like, what do you want right now? And like, if it wants security, like, okay, all right. How do I give you this without maybe pushing other people away or without building the walls around you, you know, like how do we like incorporate doors and fences and things like that. If what you need is security, we have to figure out different ways to to do that. So I think asking what a certain aspect of us, what it needs, um, what it desires also like, what can you do for me? Like, what can you do for me? You're here for a reason. You're part of my soul's blueprint for a reason. What, what can you do? And that's when you really look at like the strengths of each, each sign and placement. Yeah. Do you think Alex, that you could run through quickly? Oh boy. What strengths of each sign or a couple of strengths of each sign in case we have any, uh, who get a bad rap. I think my sign definitely gets a bad rap. (laughs) I'm a Gemini. So (laughs) Gemini, Scorpio, uh, or a couple of that get, they get hit hard with some, uh, you know, negative connotation. So yeah, I'm just wondering maybe a couple of strengths, each sign for anyone that's listening. Yeah, I can do my best. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you have anything to yeah. add, um, I, <laughs> there is like a specific quote unquote order to the sign. So I'll just go through that. Um, so starting at Aries, <laughs> Aries, I think the strengths in Aries are, you will go like an Aries will go get whatever they want. And like, they, they'll just make it happen. They're like, okay, like this is what I want. And I will make it happen no matter what I will follow my dreams. I will, or if their intention is to help someone else, like they are going to make it happen.
happen. Their follow through is insane and their stamina and their energy is just like such a wonderful gift, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to rapid fire these. That's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Taurus energy. Um, Tauruses, Tauruses are similar to Capricorn. They're both kind of, um, they both are earth signs and they can definitely build a sturdy foundation. Um, they are a little bit more slow moving than Capricorn, but they're so diligent and so persistent and pretty logical. And they will just go, their stamina is a little different than Aries. Aries is like pedal to the metal. Let's drive. And (laughs) Taurus is like, we're going to actually hike the Appalachian trail. Like, but we're going to get to the top Mm -hmm. of it. Um, a little bit more receptive than Aries. Aries is a lot more active. Um, and Gemini, (laughs) Gemini are so, so here we are. (laughs) Gemini's are so like quick, so quick to understand things like ideas, but also other people. And not just to say like, cool, I understand you. Let's move on. Like to really, I think in a way similar to Libra, like relate to someone, you know, like, okay, I can totally understand like where you're coming from. I can also offer you other perspectives similar to Leah, Libra. They both have that kind of like duality piece to it. So interesting um, because my moon and rising are both Libra. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it makes sense too that you work with people, you know? Um, but they're so good at like communicating too. Gemini's are ruled by Mercury, which is a sign of like communication and processing um, and things like that. So they can have they understand information and people really quickly and they're able to like express what needs to be expressed really clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's a big strength for Gemini's for sure. Yeah. Cool. And um, I can keep, well, keep going. Yeah. Just hit on everyone. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Um, <laughs> cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Cancers are so, <clears throat> nurturing they're very nurturing they're very protective you think of cancer like the crab it has a shell you know mm-hmm. um which like the the kind of mm, shadowy expression of it is like yeah, like I want to protect myself you know but mm-hmm. I think the strength is that they a can protect themselves very very well and they can protect others very well um but like cancers are just so nurturing and so in tune with their emotions very very intuitive. Cancer is ruled by the moon. So a lot of the moon qualities affect um, a cancer sign too. But they're just so gentle and so loving <laughs> and they're great. Um, so that's cancer. And then we come to Leo and <laughs> Leo's, Leo's are, I mean, so good at expressing themselves. You know, they're the creators. They create, they kind of like, I feel like Leos take things not only from their minds, but like their souls, you know, like the souls in the universe, they can take that energy and like transmute it into something and express it. Um, whether that be just to simply express themselves or to connect people or get a message out there. Um, but they're really good at doing that. They're also like people's hype people, but like they hype people up. They're like, yeah, like you are going to show me your strength and I'm going to help you do it no matter what. Um, so that's really beautiful energy. Finding that light on other people too. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially if it's your sun sign. Leo is ruled by the sun. So Leos are like, Leo suns are just like, yeah, like this is my element. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, and then Libras. Libras are, Libras get a bad rap too, I feel like sometimes. Um, <laughs> but Libras are all about, you know, you think of Libra and you think of the scales. Um, so harmonizing and mediating and creating justice in systems that might not have much justice, um, bringing people together, Libras ruled by Venus. Um, so a lot of like cultivating relationships, um, and just beauty around them. I think Libras are so, especially Libra moons are so good at like making an environment really pretty, (laughs) um, but they have just like the innate ability. They're so bubbly and charismatic and they can just like draw anyone in, I think with their just 
personality and charm. I hear Libras being described as like very charming. I love mm. it. So we're halfway through, guys. <laughs> All right. We can do it. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> as I chug water. Um, no, it's so fun. And I really do think, I hope that it's helping. And I love that we're focusing on like the strengths part of it too um and if anything like sticks out to to anyone listening like go ahead and like deep dive into the research of it because this is only obviously just the surface um so moving on so scorpio <laughs> um scorpios are a water sign right so they're really in tune with their emotion um and scorpios can they're so good and like so willing to sit in like the dark and in the shadow and the stuff that no one wants to talk about and the really uncomfortable things, Scorpios are like, sign me up. I am there. Let's talk about it. Let's figure this out. They're, they're, I guess like the energy of Scorpio is kind of related to the, um, if anyone knows tarot, like the tarot card of the tower, kind of like destruction and rebirth, which might not sound like a positive expression, but it is in the sense that like they're willing to sit there and take things apart that are no longer working in order to figure out what needs to be done to, I guess, like either move forward or come into the highest expression or, or just something a little different. But I feel like they're definitely a big superhero of the Zodiacs because they, they're just willing to sit in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then Sagittarius, I believe. Um, I hope I'm not missing anyone, but Sagittarius um, comes next. And Sagittarius, that energy is, so Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, which I know might not help a lot of people, but so Jupiter and Sagittarius are very like expansive. Mm -hmm. Like I just want to expand my mind, expand the minds of other people. I want to explore different philosophies um I want to be able to use this to to help others and to help others move forward um they're also very just like adventurous you know adventurous in all types of different it depends on where Sagittarius is in your chart um it can be adventurous in relationships by yourself family work any of this stuff um but I feel like they really use like that adventure side of them to like soak life up um And that can look like travel too. Sagittarius is like linked up with travel a little bit. Um, And then Capricorn, which we kind of already talked about, um, creating stability and good structure. Um, Oh, I missed Virgo. Poor Virgo. (laughs) Poor Virgo. (laughs) For all you Virgos out there, I apologize. Virgos, Virgos are back down like below the horizon and they... And they are so good at like paying attention to detail. Um, they pay attention to detail. They also are like, I feel like it relates a lot to the energy relates a lot to like acts of service. Um, so they, they want to help other people, you know, they want to help other people get to where they want, but also just like, even with like those little mundane tasks of like, I want to help you figure out your taxes. <laughs> I want to help you figure out how to navigate like the situation that you're clearly struggling with. But like, I have the attention to detail to be able to do that. And it's no skin off my back. Like that like recharges them. Mm. Um, I love a Virgo. Sorry about that. I know. I love Virgos too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then jumping back up, we're almost done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last two, so Aquarius comes next. And I know a lot of people have been probably hearing about Aquarius because we're quote unquote in the age of Aquarius now. Um, and Aquarius is all about innovation, um, innovation and forward thinking and stepping outside the box, almost realizing that's like, cool, thanks Capricorn for like building these sturdy structures, but let's make it a little different so that it's more sustainable or so that it helps more people. Um, they're very humanitarian too so that's Aquarius's jam and then the last is Pisces um and Pisces is kind of like Pisces is the last sign of the the zodiac right and what Kristen was saying earlier in the developmental way is like when we get to the end when we get to like the last part that's almost like our wisdom 
you know, you think of like that last stage of development and it's like, wow, what have I learned? What wisdom have I acquired? And that's all like Pisces. It's very like wise energy, very go with the flow. Um, but they're there to offer wisdom and like spiritual teachings to, to others. Wow. Did we, I'm impressed. I'm so impressed. (laughs) I love that. That was so like, um, so helpful to hear. And I think allows us each to like take something away that's personalized also. Like it was just nice to hear like, Oh, okay. I can start to see myself. Um, maybe not only even in my big three, but like hearing the energy of each sign, like, Oh, where does that show up for me? Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time to go through all of them that way. I have gotten so much out of this conversation. Um, Sammy, do you feel like any like last thoughts or last questions or? No, I'm just so appreciative to you for taking the time. And you really, I thought like that was such an intentional and beautiful way of um, reviewing and kind of summarizing each of the signs. And I think in terms of like what you described around the big three earlier, I, I know my big three. And so when you were describing that and understanding even the analogies that both of you shared, it was like, oh, for me, like as you described each of them, I was like, yeah, I see how that's presenting here and there. So I definitely, I would highly encourage those of you who are listening to um, to continue to explore this, specifically your big three, and maybe even like pause and find that out and then listen to this again and just kind of see what comes up for you around that because it is just it's it's fascinating it's so cool I just I'm like oh I want to learn more (laughs) (laughs) and listening to um Alex's very wise words earlier around like in such beautiful way of, of putting it around like like astrology is not ever meant to be a limitation and like when you are you know diving into this on your own and doing your own research you know using discernment around how things are framed and if you ever feel like anything you're reading is like putting you in a box or like doesn't resonate like this let it go it's not that's not that's not what this is about it's about like deepening your self-understanding and and leaning into parts of yourself and knowing yourself better so thank you Alex for pointing that out at the beginning and I feel like guess we're encouraging people to look more into it definitely you know um I love that you call it like the blueprint of the soul and like using your soul and that inner wisdom to filter through any information that you come across and trust any intuitive nudges, like in a direction that you're being led, like, oh, I'd love to learn more about this or this thing that Alex said really stood out to me. And and so I want to trust that inner nudge and, you know, dig in over in this direction or that one. Um, So, yeah, I, I just appreciate you, Alex. Thank you so much for your wisdom today, for your expertise in this area and for taking the time to share. It's been very, very enlightening. Yeah. Awesome. It was so much fun. And I'm so glad that you guys got a lot out of it. And I hope that other people do too, but yeah, happy exploring. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.